Welcome to Lou Marks The Spot, brought to you by yours truly, Lou Marks, bringing sanity and common sense to America. Today we're going to talk about cancel culture, which is canceling America. What exactly is cancel culture? It's the act of canceling, also referred to as cancel culture now, and describes a form of boycotts, harassment, maligning, spreading lies, spreading hate, and even violence towards a person or entity, such as a company or a large corporation, in which an individual usually is a celebrity or a well-known person, but now anyone, you and I included, who has shared a questionable or controversial opinion, idea, or just a thought sometimes, or to disagree with radical liberals and Black Lives Matter. Even think about it or has had behavior in their past that is perceived to be offensive or something even recorded on social media. Like all censorious establishments, the elite-sponsored Black Lives Matter movement, of course, is using fear to promote the cancel culture and to silence those who laugh at its ridiculous absurdities. It's the thought police and a form of mind control and, of course, power control. Anyone who's ventured onto Twitter within the last few months has probably seen at least one instance of someone or something being canceled in their trending section. Somehow an exceedingly loud, ignorant, and usually racist, yet very fluid subset of the population has taken it upon themselves to call out everything, every wrong committed by everyone, from politicians to musicians and comedians to restaurant chains to you and I. With people quick to jump to conclusions and, of course, even quicker to air their grievances on social media, to become known, to get more likes, the idea of cancel culture has quickly blown out of proportion. Now it's time to put a stop to it. They're coming for you, they're coming for us. It's time to put a stop to it. Cancel culture is an extreme breeding ground for toxicity. Admittedly, there are plenty of reasons that a celebrity or influential individual or company needs to be looked down on. There is simply no excuse, however, for racial, homophobic, sexist, or discriminatory talk and actions. Those instances should warrant the badge of shame. Unfortunately, the cancel culture we experience today isn't like that. Instead of a majority agreement that something is inherently wrong, the more vocal group the louder group, the more violent group, is now the one dictating what is right and what is wrong. That's totally without regard to any facts or truth or even morality or even common sense. But they're in control now. What happens when a decade-old racist tweet years ago, decades ago, is uncovered from someone that has turned their life around and not made the same mistake since? A one-time error, silly mistake when he was young, teenager. Does that person deserve to be put to shame for the actions of their past? When there is nothing that can be done about it anymore? Lose their jobs, their family, their home? What about a restaurant chain that closes one day a week because of its religious views? Does the chain deserve the scorn of the public because its owners take a stand for something they believe in? Just last week, a statue in Copenhagen fell victim to the global wave of vandalism and violence against problematic things. The statue of all people was of Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tale character, the Little Mermaid. It was defaced with the words racist fish. So now a fish is racist. 
Cancel culture, Black Lives Matter, to them, everything is racist. A racist fish. Also last week, a college in Virginia announced a review of its mascot, a wasp. You've probably seen it on television. Discussion should be renewed regarding the college's mascot, the wasp, and the impact of this mascot on inclusion and diversity on our campus. John Wells, president of Emory and Henry College, reported counseled in an email. Insanity. He's totally ridiculous moron. Seems there's a danger the use of the insect mascot might make people think only human wasps, in other words, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, are welcome at the college. Who even uses that term anymore? It's incredible. Next will be bees and ants and gnats and mosquitoes. And you hear the one about the streaming service. This is great. Hulu, removing an episode of the 1980s TV sitcom, The Golden Girls. I love that show. Great show. Because the girls are pictured in mud face masks. Mud face masks. Hysterical. The episode tackles racism using a Shakespearean comedy of errors formula. In development that could easily have been part of the original script. But that episode was taken down for blackface. So now you wear mud face facial masks and if they're dark enough, that's blackface. Here are some shows and people that should be cancelled. How about The View? How about Whoopi Goldberg? Not only is she stupid and ignorant, she's ugly and racist. Joy Behar, also not too swift, also racist, also just shouts down people. How about Robert De Niro threatening the president? Punch him out. Somebody ought to punch out De Niro. Kathy Griffin holding a severed head of the president. That's seditious. That's treason. Madonna. Wants to blow up the White House. Sedition. Should be put in jail. Johnny Depp said, when's the last time an actor killed a president? Should happen. Sedition. Death threats. Treason. Nothing happens. At its core, cancel culture is nothing more than a breeding ground for toxicity that hides behind a facade of moral righteousness. It's far too easy to hide behind a screen put someone down with a series of hashtags on social media. It's not the real world. Ultimately, this leads to a mob mentality of shouting and violent activists, as we've seen constantly day after day after day, that somehow seem to lose a rational voice for their arguments. They have no arguments anymore. They're not rational. They're insane. Perhaps that's why the amazing, amazingly enough, even Obama wants cancel culture to stop. If there ever was any doubt that cancel culture is a problem, former President Barack Obama, of all people, put that to rest in late October. Considering that many cancel events are driven by racism, it is interesting to hear that Obama himself wants the trend to die out and stop immediately. In a speech in Chicago, he said, this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're politically woke. All that, all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. Now. The world is messy enough. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws even. No one's perfect. It shouldn't come as a surprise that 44 perfectly summed up the heart of the issue. Cancel culture ignores the fact that no one is perfect. It expects everyone to act as if they are. Black Lives Matter pretends they're perfect. Liberals and Democrats pretend they're perfect. They're the worst of the lot. 
Even if someone apologized for the wrongs of their past in the midst of being canceled, that typically isn't good enough. People will continue to shout just even louder. It's time to treat this disease because it is a disease. It's a sickness. It's insidious sickness spreading throughout America. Without naming some of the more notable cancel events, the trend itself isn't actually very effective. Some have likened it to an unsuccessful game of whack-a-mole that isn't really achieving any results anyway. As put by Jenna Wortham of the New York Times, you're dealing with the symptom of a sick society rather than treating it as a disease. That's true. This is a disease and we have a sick society among us now. At its root, that is a problem with cancel culture. Shouting about someone's since buried past on Twitter or Facebook while attempting to fire them from a new role or job isn't accomplishing anything. Rather than ganging up on the people who act, act or acted poorly, perhaps we should gang up on the hatred spewing throughout our society. Maybe it would be more effective to seek ways to help people grow than to tear them down. The entire premise behind this ideology is to cancel, cut out, and stop being friends with, stop working with people. Can you believe this? Well, allegedly have perpetuating or engaging in problematic behaviors, so everyone has to be a saint, everyone has to be perfect. No one's perfect, and no one should talk to anyone. At first glance, it kind of makes sense. We should hold people accountable, especially if they are repeat abusers of power on people. However, that is not what cancel culture has given us. Instead, we see per- people with personal vendettas come out and try to single out and ostracize one person or multiple people or even companies, businesses, products due to our personal issues that could have been resolved with simple and firm communication or could have just been avoided if people acted reasonably with common sense and understood at the end of the day, no one really cares who you have one-on-one beefs with. That's your problem. This discussion particularly intensified last week after a group of prominent artists, writers, and journalists signed an open letter in the U.S. monthly Harper's Magazine. The free exchange of information and ideas, the lifeblood of liberal society, is daily becoming more constricted. It is now all too common to hear calls for swift and severe retribution and violence in response to perceived transgressions of speech and thought. This is what the article said. Whatever the arguments around each particular incident, the result has been to steadily narrow the boundaries of what can be said without the threat of reprisal. We're already paying the price and greater risk aversion among writers and journalists who fear for their livelihoods. They depart from the consensus, the norm, the Democrat line, the liberals, the psychotic Black Lives Matter zealots. The irony of several notable figures arguing they have been silenced in a prominent American Magazine was not lost on many readers. The letter writers argued that established careers could today be vaporized simply for expressing the wrong views, for the wrong thoughts. You're not allowed to think anymore. The Democrats, liberals, and Black Lives Matter don't want you to think. If you don't think what they say, if you don't agree with what they say is right, you're canceled. Their fear is that we no longer have the right to disagree. Intellectual monocultures are inherently unhealthy, and the tactics by which the new orthodoxy is being imposed are destructive. More broadly, this approach is at odds with what makes any institution function as more than a collection of self-supervising individuals. When much of your workforce is worried about summary firing, 
They put more and more effort into protecting themselves and less and less effort into advancing the work of the institution. That's the way it is. You have to be afraid and fear every thought you have on your job or your work or your business or who you like or who you don't like, that you're going to be ostracized, fired, boycotted. What can you do? You have to worry about everything you do, every step you take. It's total insanity. My personal favorite is a white St. Louis couple, the McCloskeys, was pointed a semi-automatic pistol and a semi-automatic rifle, which according they did, but it doesn't look like they did on television because there's videos of everything. But it was towards a group of Black Lives Matter protesters, but they were actually violent that came in, threatened their lives, threatened to kill them, kill their dog. They were on their property. And according to the law of the state, you can defend yourself even if they're on your property. And they were, and they were threatening to kill them. Now they've been charged with felony charges. Despite a vow from Missouri's governor, they would pardon them if they were convicted of any crime. They were still charged by a psychotic prosecutor who has a history. This is ridiculous. You, what did they expect him to do? She's McCloskey's. Now you have to allow yourself to be killed. If you don't allow yourself to be killed by Black Lives Matter protesters or violent activists or crazy liberals or psychotic Democrats, you have to let them kill you. If you don't let them kill you and you try to defend yourself, you're the criminal. Just like now the police are the criminal. They're trying to cancel the police. They're going to cancel everything. Now the police are the victims. I mean, uh, the, the protesters, the rioters are the victims. And the police are the violent ones. They say now that when the more police comes in, more violence happens. No, it doesn't. They're trying to stop the violence. There's only one way to stop cancel culture, and it's going to take all of us. The next time someone is being canceled for something they've done, look not at the person, but at the problem in society that drove them to act in such a way. Look at Black Lives Matter. Look at the Democrats. Look at the liberals. Then you can find a way in your own life to address that issue and help join and counteract it. It's time to end cancel culture and start canceling the culture of toxicity that we live in today.